0: So has your lawyer requested that a new judge preside over the case? Or is that possible? Um, I'm not, not sure, honestly. Is I'm that something sure. that you would like to see done?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I would like to know that I am in front of a judge that will remain impartial and, you know, um, Unbiased
2: towards me understand yeah, and why that's a question for the folks listening is just because you know your proceedings related to this case have been in front of the same judge well and um for the first three and a
1: half years basically for, for, yeah like three three and a half years um i I was in front of a a, a judge by the name of uh Gregory laysack uh Queens. Supreme Court, he retired and then I was then, my case was then transferred to uh, Kenneth Holder of uh, Queen
2: Supreme Court. And that was prior, obviously, to the the outcome uh, of that case. This This is the judge, Mr. Holder, uh, who oversaw your initial conviction in order to, again, get that Conviction thrown aside, you had to go through the appeals process Uh, and then the same judge you were in front of for your bail, your bail hearings and that judge denied you bail you had to go through the appeals process in order to get bail, Uh, just so that everyone's caught up on on why we're curious if the same judge uh, Will be presiding over this case to your understanding our understanding it's completely legal and um, It doesn't appear barring retirement again, uh, that that another justice would be assigned uh, to this particular case. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more, Cash, about your feelings on being out as you are now. Um, again, given the restrictions that you face, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what a day in your life is like?
1: Uh, I just feel like, like I was just, I feel like I was just, just moved from, like, a cage in jail to a cage in home right now. I guess this is, like, the new modernized slavery now. They just throw an ankle monitor on you and keep you home until you can't work. So, like, how am I supposed to provide for myself and my family?
2: And how are you sustaining yourself, um, not being permitted to work?
1: I'm um, just trying to do um just uh a lot of fundraising. Just fundraising.
0: If allowed, if your case is dismissed, what would you hope to do once you're completely free? Like um just like my life, like what I want to do. Yeah, anything. Anything that would make you happy, anything that would make you feel in your mind like a twenty one year old. Um or soon to be twenty two, right?
1: yeah to be 22 um honestly like i feel like one thing that would make me happy is if i um am able to get a build pass in new york state um in my name uh, abolishing uh illegal coercive tactics against youth and basically um Mandating that uh, an attorney be present during um, all, all police interrogations or questioning. That would make me happy because I know the future generation generations, you know, will benefit.
2: We got to commend you on your bravery. Uh, if if nothing else, um, just to st- stare life imprisonment in the face um, in order to seek the justice that you, you deserve Uh, and dealing with all the things you're dealing with. um, It's got to be difficult. Uh, So it's just really a Testament to your strength and the strength of the people around you, whoever's uh, holding you up to be able to face it. Uh, And again, I come, I would come back to that belief in yourself and knowing that you're innocent and that this is all going to be worth it. Uh, Is, I guess, along those lines, since we've been discussing plea deals, is there a plea bargain offer that they could present to you that you would accept? No. So it's acquittal
1: or nothing? It's acquittal or nothing. The only offer that I would accept from the Queens District Attorney is if they're willing to submit a motion to the court to dismiss this this indictment. If they're offering to dismiss, to drop all charges against me, that is the offer
2: I will take. We were discussing earlier only 1%. 1% of convictions are overturned. You this- no, I am.
1: I am one. I am one percent. Only one percent of criminal cases get overturned. That's why I said you are speaking to a one percentile right now. You know
0: I what think um, what um, I think what Kevin is saying also is, you know, what gives you confidence that to go into this and hope for an acquittal.
2: Right, you had. You're in the one percentile as it is. You have, yeah. You've had a conviction overturned and now you're facing retrial. What allows you to believe in the system that has kept you behind bars for your adult life, that justice uh, will prevail?
1: Because I now have, I now have the support. I now have the knowledge, the wisdom. I never had a voice, man. I never had a voice like my voice was stolen from me like from the day I, I from the day th- those handcuffs were placed on me I was voiceless I was muted to the world you understand know and so then once only my- I was 15
0: yeah I was only
1: 15
0: yeah I want you to know that at 15 you're just a kid you you shouldn't have to have a voice to fight for your life
1: yeah but in this system here like you black and brown, and you poor. You just hold another vacant to the system, and that's one thing I refuse to do. I refuse to bow down. I mean, I refuse to appease the system.
2: Sounds like Cash that you seek to change the system, um, beginning with your acquittal. Yeah, definitely. Have you been in touch with? Other folks who have gone through the process you 're going through have been convicted, had convictions overturned, and were ultimately released or acquitted, have you been <clears throat> in contact with anyone else in similar circumstances
1: actually, yes, um, I met someone I met someone at my rally on Monday, and uh, he had told me that. He had spent like forty years incarcerated for a crime he did not commit, and um he gave me this card. I met him, and he, he you know he showed up to support me you know in, in solidarity' he knows the struggle, so uh, he showed up showed love man. That was the um, only person, though, that I've met, like, in person. Um, online, like, I, I've reached out to a couple of dudes that have been exonerated. Um, I've spoken to Yusuf Salam on Instagram. I've spoken to Martin uh, Marty Tankwith. I don't know if you guys know about him. He was, he was incarcerated for 17 years, I believe, for a crime he didn't commit. He was accused of killing his parents. He did not do it. He was also uh, coerced into a false confession as a teenager. And he was also exonerated, and he is now uh, an attorney in New York State.
0: Uh, his name
1: is, uh, on, on Instagram, is, it's Marty Tankliff. Marty Tankliff. Um,
0: okay.
1: It, yeah. Um, his name is Martin Tankliff, but they call him Marty, I guess.
2: Do you draw any inspiration from these these people that you've spoken to, Marty and Yusuf, uh, and, and what they've faced and come out on the other side, Do you, are you able to draw any inspiration from them for your case? Most
1: definitely. Most definitely, because uh, we, we all relate in regards to to falling victim by uh, police coercion, um, illegal, uh, illegal tactics. We fall victim to that.
2: So we all relate. It's just an an incredible, incredible story. Uh, and thank you again, Cash, for allowing us to dive into it with you. You know, this is what we we do our best to focus our attention on stories that are being missed. And I was fortunate enough to get into contact with you uh, and to start to hear about this story. Uh, and I had mentioned before that your next court date is the 14th of July. But you did have a court date this week. We're recording this on the fifth of May. You did have a court date this week. Can you tell us what transpired in the courtroom uh, that day?
1: Yes, uh, my attorney and I are challenging a hearing that was conducted in my case uh, five years ago, and that hunt- and that hearing is uh, is known as a Huntley hearing. <clears throat> so that was conducted five years ago, but now there is a new evidence and, and um, other facts and, that are newly discovered, which now gives me a second chance to challenge this hearing and uh, have it reopened. If I get it reopened, then I could challenge that that, that, that particular evidence and um, ultimately prove to the court that my confession is involuntary.
2: Okay, and that's the Huntley hearing that you are referencing? Correct. Amanda, did you have any further questions for Cash? I mean, obviously we could, there's plenty to talk about and we're gonna talk a lot more with you as we move (laughs) along here.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to know (laughs) between now and July 14th, is there any way, you know, people listening can further support you? Um, yes, most definitely. Um, most of my stuff is on social media.
1: Um, I have a Facebook. And it's uh, Prakash Sherman. And uh, my Instagram is uh, Free Prakash Alliance. My Twitter is at Freedom the Number 4 Prakash. Uh, As of right now, um, um, the the platform with the most engagement is my Instagram. I established – I also want to mention that um, I established this movement from in jail once my conviction was overturned on Rikers Island.
2: And now you have people, you know, uh, at your date the other day, you had several – Several supporters that were there. Again, the strength is incredibly impressive uh, that you're not a, not only able to sustain yourself um, and keep your Keep your focus, um, but also to start all this to make sure you stay out and and you can get the acquittal uh, you seek. So this point Like I said, we're going to talk plenty more, but I just want to give you the floor. If there's anything else you want our audience to know about you or what you're facing.
1: I mean, I just want people to know that that I I am innocent. I I want people to acknowledge my struggle and and please get involved and and support me in in any way possible.
2: Well, you always have a platform here. Uh, Like I said, we're going to talk more and there's some more things the audience can look forward to uh, seeing and hearing from Cash um, and updates on on his case. So look, thank you very much for taking the time tonight. It's not easy material to discuss, and um, I can speak for Amanda and I and, and, and the protest coverage family uh, in saying thank you for being vulnerable and willing to share this information uh, that you're fighting for your life right now. And you have been since you were 15 years old. Whatever we can do to track and follow this for you, you just let us know.
1: Uh, most definitely. Um, <clears throat> well, I plan on every court date prior to my appearance. Um, I plan on doing a, a rally in front of Queen's Criminal Courthouse every court date. Um, and also every day, just um, encouraging people to contact uh, a phone call or an email to Queen's DA, Melinda Cash. Demanding that all charges be dropped against me, I do believe that there is um, there is strength in, in numbers. Um, I do believe in that. In that, if there is enough pressure applied, that she will drop all charges.
0: And one more time for that, your next court date is July fourteenth, correct?
1: Yes, July fourteenth. Um, the rally is most likely going to be scheduled for the same time, 1 p.m. Okay.
2: And you go going accord court at 2.30 on that afternoon. Yeah, correct. Okay, Cash. Uh, like I said, we'll be in touch. We'll wrap it here for tonight. Thank you again for taking the time.
0: Uh, definitely. if you guys And enjoy want, your birthday.
2: Yeah. I know that uh, it might
0: be difficult, you. but you're out, you know, and, and focus on... Just being happy on your birthday.